Okay, first, let's say who we are. My name is Kevin, joined as always by my co-host Ethan. What's up, guys? Ethan loves comic books. He loves superheroes. He loves superhero movies. We're here to talk about some movies, Ethan. Movie time. You somehow are slowly turning this into a podcast about comic books. I don't know how you pulled it off. We are big NBA fans. I love baseball. It is the biggest sporting event right now. Your favorite podcast for basketball news, for bad comic book movie news. (laughs) We got it all. My name is Kevin. That's Ethan. This is The Stanchion, our podcast. All right, everybody. We are here reporting live. This is The Stanchion Podcast. My name is Kevin. As always, I'm joined by my somber co-host, Ethan Giedig. Hey, guys. How you doing, buddy? Let the the listeners know how you're doing. Scale of 1 to 10. I'm doing okay. Rate your pain on a scale of 1 to 10. I'd say this is a solid 7. Seven. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I will Sports say. Sports pain-wise, it's a seven. I, yeah. I will say, you texted me last night, and you were basically like, "This is great, but it's not really that big of a deal if we lose. I'll be fine. Whatever. It's cool." And as soon as the game ended, I was like, "Wow, he is going to take that back real quick." And you really haven't. You've kind of stuck with it. You've you've been strong. I'm proud of you, Ethan. I'm very Thanks, proud man. of you. Because as soon as that shot went in, I was like, "Oh, he is so going to regret that whole thing about." I'm okay. I don't even care. But you know what? You've been you've been pretty good. When Monk hit that shot and they didn't take the timeout, I thought we were gonna lose. Yeah. And it's... like when that shot, even like before they passed it to May, I saw him getting open and Willis wasn't covering him, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> we I, I just you, lost. Yeah. I tell you what. Let's get into that in a second because first uh, we need to set things up. The elite yeah. eight. The elite yeah. eight has concluded. Our final is, four. Our final four is set. <laughs> Um, last time we spoke to you guys, uh, the Big Ten was back in a big way. Uh, that that didn't that didn't work out. They had three teams <laughs> in the Sweet 16. None of them made it to the Elite Eight. Three SEC teams made it to the Elite Eight. And you know, I think give me a minute to talk here, Ethan, because okay, as a All noted right. as a noted SEC hater, you know it's time for me to come clean because you know the SEC they take a lot of crap, you know a lot of trash. Um, and it's not right. It's not right. People say... Don't you dare say what you're about no, to say. No, stop, stop. I, I, I know you, where this no, is going. I asked you to let me talk, Ethan. I asked you to let me talk. Uh. So the SEC, you know, they take a lot of crap in basketball. You know, really good football conference, but um, they take a lot of crap. In, I mean, good football conference. They still couldn't beat the ACC in the championship this year. But good, good football conference. Not so great in basketball. They take a lot of crap. People really trash on them. They got three teams in the lead eight, and that's great. But... I think what's clear to us now is is the reality that we've all been afraid to face, which is this, that the SEC as a whole, not a great basketball conference, but there's one program in the SEC that stands high above the rest. Um, I mean, you could, you could honestly argue it's the number one program in America the last few years. I mean, certainly in the top five. They've revolutionized the way college basketball is played. They dominate the conference. They're in the Final Four. Ethan, obviously I'm talking about the South Carolina Gamecocks. All right, guys. That's the end of the stanchion. Uh, we are signing off forever. <laughs> uh, Kevin is going to find a new No, well, no. Okay, listen. Let me, hold done. on. Let me, time out. Time out. Time out. Time uh, out. I'm just I need, to, I need to come clean. I need to come clean. South Carolina, obviously they're not the top program in the SEC. That's obvious. That's obvious. <laughs> they had to beat the top team in the SEC to get here. 
You know, I mean, oh, they're, man. Look, the, Florida, they're in the Elite Eight every year. They've won a couple championships in the past, uh, you know, 10, 15 years. They're yeah. clearly the class of the SEC, and they deserve that recognition. But, you know, uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best. South Carolina did it, Ethan. They're in the Final Four. First time ever. Top two defense. It's going to be one versus two, and uh, according to the efficiency ratings, Gonzaga versus South Carolina. Um, no one ever would have thought that we were to be seeing this matchup in the Final Four, but yeah, here we I, are. It's 2017. If I, had, if I had told you during the SEC tournament that South Carolina was going to make the Final Four, what would your exact words been to me? Um, I will give you all the money in my bank account if that happens. All right, I'll take it. Um, yeah. yeah, crazy. Frank Martin. This is a team that lost twice to Alabama. Both times to Alabama. <laughs> this is a team that finished three and six in their final nine games before the tournament. Right, right, right. I this like is a team who scored more in the second half against Duke than they scored about like six times in the in, in entire games throughout the entire through the whole season. They scored sixty five points in the second half against Duke. Mm-hmm, they didn't mm-hmm, meet that mm-hmm. like in like six games this season. I love what I'm hearing from I you. I don't even. What the the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, Sundarius Stormwell, he should have been SEC Player of the Year. I, as much as I love Malik Monk, I I thought he was a deserving Player of the Year, and we're seeing why. He is, for lack of a better cliche term, he's put the team on his back, man. Put the team on my back. You know what? They've also beaten really good teams to get yeah. to this point. They beat Marquette, yeah. who was a ten seed, but was thirty first on Kim Hom when they played them. They beat Duke, who we all know was the best team in America this year. They and, were back when, still they, is. when they beat them. Yeah, they were definitively back when they beat them. They beat Baylor, who um, we, I mean, we've loved Baylor all season. We've never wavered <laughs> on that. Um, never. We, we've always thought Baylor was the best team in the Big 12. They beat them by 20 points, and then they beat Florida, like I said, the class of the SEC. So they've beaten some good teams. Yes, they have. Finished 2-1 and one on the season against Florida. They're They're playing their best ball of the year right now. I mean... I still think Gonzaga is going to win easily. Yes. And we'll get to, like, you know, if we want to do some, you know, analysis of that game right now. Listen, here's my question for you. Okay. Where does South Carolina rank on the worst Final Four teams of all time? Oh, I mean, we got to put them ahead of, like, half the teams from the 2011 Final Four, right? Like, I think they're better than VCU was that year. And they're probably better than Butler was that year. I think they're better than VCU. I don't think they're better than Butler was. I think that Butler team was okay. really good. I don't think you have to go very far back. I think the Syracuse team last year was the worst Final Four well, team. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I totally seen. forgot about them. That Syracuse yep. team was garbage. Straight yeah, they garbage. were garbage. Um, um, what about what about that George Mason team though? Yeah, they, they I might, would still. I think they're better than that George Mason team, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. But you know, looking back, I was doing some like deep dive on Ken Palm at two in the morning when I couldn't sleep last night, and really, George really Mason were. finished. Like top twenty in Ken Palm that they season, were, they were twenty. They made the final. They were twenty first. Yeah, twenty first. And I think South Carolina is up to like twenty five this year. They're high, but yeah. So you know that George Mason team had some dudes on it too. Um, sorry about that, Alexa. You need to be quiet in the background. <laughs> Kevin's weird robots talking to us um, again. Syracuse was twenty seventh last year in Ken Palm at the end of the year. Yeah. So and then in two thousand eleven. Um, Let's see. This is this is some bad radio right now while I'm looking this up. VCU. <laughs> VCU. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah, they finished like less than 50th. 53rd that yeah. year. And they made yeah. the Final Four. That Butler yeah. team, 
was not bad though. That that Butler team was good. Yeah. So I'm fine yeah. with that Butler team. Um is this <laughs> is this South Carolina team better or worse than the 2014 Connecticut team that won the championship? Ugh. They're probably equal. Like they they have one great player. They were both seven U- seeds. That UConn team had Shabazz playing out of his mind, channeling Kemba. This team has Thornwell. Got NBA, like, body-wise, got, like, UConn had that Daniels guy. You know, South Carolina has Dozier. Um, guys that have NBA bodies but, like, kind of don't – their talent doesn't really match up to what, you know, their uh, – NBA like I don't know I like that's kind of hard to say but I don't think the South Carolina team has a chance to win the title like wanna, as much as that UConn team did I just want to make a disclaimer to our listeners um our internet is a little spotty tonight so if that, yeah sorry if that, guys if that last little monologue by Ethan didn't quite come in clear to you guys apologize yeah. I I, did, I couldn't hear I couldn't hear it either so it's all good um yeah they're really bad you know this is just like it's great. It's awesome. I'm really, you know, I'm happy for South Carolina, honestly, and I'm happy for Frank Martin. But, like, this team is still not good. I'm like, okay, th- and this is an argument that, like, I think we kind of touched on in the fir- after the first weekend, of the, the first two days at least of the tournament, is the reason why the casual fan loves this tournament so much is because of these stories. Yeah. But what ends up being better? But, like, now we have to like, watch South Carolina in the we, Final Four. Do we want 2008 every year where all the onesies make it? Probably not. But I don't think we want 2011 yeah. where, you know, not even no, – no top two seeds made it Or like last all. year, Carolina makes the Final Four and gets like a scrimmage against Syracuse. Like, it's yeah. fun. But Gonzaga then... is going to have it, – it's a tune-up game for them. And yeah, it's like... Oregon and Carolina are probably going to have to beat the crap out of each other just to make it to the game. It's fun, but then it's like, crap, now we – like South Carolina, subs- well, even before the Final Four, it was like crap. Now we have to watch Florida versus South Carolina. Like I don't, I don't want to, especially whether it's ACC, SEC, or whatever. Whenever two good to mediocre teams from the same conference end up playing each other late, yeah. it's always like, are you kidding me? Like this is such a drag. <laughs> I think somebody said this January ESPN two conference game is really great as a as yeah. a Elite Eight game. Not even ESPN two, SEC Network. SEC Network. Yeah, this is in the 500 channels. Here's my view on, like, you know, and if I could pick a perfect tournament for me, my Cinderella's, like, Florida Gulf Coast, they, you know, these crazy underdogs that lose in the Sweet 16. Like, I I like seeing these upsets and them beating, you know, crazy overrated major, you know, big major teams, but I don't want to see VCU make it. You know, I don't, you know, George Mason was fun that year, but these teams, like, when it gets this close, uh, I, I, I want to see the best teams. Yeah, play. you want to see That's the best teams. And even a team like, like, Oregon's like, a, I want, Oregon's I'd a three seed. I'd rather Villanova play. Yeah, yeah, like, Oregon is the three seed. But, I mean, like, they were in the conversation for, like, are they one of the best oh, teams yeah. in the country? Like, they were in the conversation for a one seed, too. With Boucher, and then, yeah, they were. And won. then, obviously, you've got Carolina and Gonzaga. I mean, clearly, mm-hmm. we're two of the best teams all season long. So, it's good Overall, to I think this is a really strong Final Four. Um, okay, like we, I said, I think... Yeah, we talked about that game though. Let's 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 move on to the next game though. Okay. So Gonzaga and Xavier. Gonzaga, Ethan, you are um, world's number one Gonzaga hater. This is fact. Yep. Um, you hate yep. them. You think 
Yes, you, I do. What what you said now? This was before we knew South Cal- South Carolina was going to beat Florida. We were under the assumption that Florida would take care of business. But you yeah. texted me last night after Oregon won and said, "It's crazy how much better the Oregon, like the the right side of the Final Four, is going to be than the left side of the Final Four, no matter what happens." And I was like, dude, <laughs> there's a potential for the Final Four to be a one versus four and a two versus three. That's not very different. Basically, it all stems from the fact that you despise Gonzaga. You, I do. You hate them. You hate that they're <laughs> finally doing well, and it just it burns you up inside. Would you like to Would you like to defend yourself right now? Um, it's kind of been my shtick all season. Like, I don't know. It's it's really as as honestly as a fan, it is hard for me to evaluate West Coast teams living on the East Coast, and I think a lot of people kind of did. Like, I I've, I don't I stayed up maybe one time to watch like five minutes of a Gonzaga game this season, so in all honesty, I didn't have much reference to you know how, and how good they were. I know they've got some dudes. I know they've got you know they've got some uh, some senior leadership in Karnowski. They've got some good transfers from high major programs, but. I don't know. It doesn't impress me when you're beating, you know, Pepperdine by 30, and you know, a night on the West Coast Conference. But something that I didn't think of really, um, you know, somebody Twitter like, if this was if Kentucky or Duke or Carolina or Louisville played in the WCC, well, this is you'd what, expect them to. Yeah, this is what you expect them said. to beat teams. Yeah, you expect them to beat teams by 30 points a, a night, and this is exactly what they're doing. So what more do we want from them? And that kind of changed my perspective on them. I, yeah. I do think they're very, very good. I, I still don't know if I would pick them outright over Oregon or Carolina just because of the battles that those two teams have gone through. But I'm not saying they don't have a chance to win it. I mean, I, I, I think they're probably the favorite at this point considering they have an easy game against South Carolina probably. Yeah, they are really good. This isn't like a gone – like this isn't like the Adam Morrison team that was just like one dude and a bunch of yeah. guys named Joe. This is like – like you said, like some high-profile transfers, um, they've got their best players at McDonald's All-American. I mean, like they're they got some really good players. They've been really good for the last few years, too. Like that Wiltshire and Sabonis team was crazy good, and now you got this team. You know, those guys are gone, but they've got a, they've brought in some more transfers. They're kind of going that route now. They're bringing in these big yeah. guys, um, especially like a lot of guys who like like West Coast guys that leave home and then decide they want to come back to the West Coast, so they come to Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, Kyle Wilcher, basically. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's not on this team anymore. But they're really talented, and they've looked very good. I mean, we we both thought West Virginia was going to give them a tough fight, and it was a good game. But like, And they did, yeah. But they beat them. And then I know Xavier was an 11 seed, but, like, they just beat them down. Like, they They did what them. we what they should, they should do if they were a dominant team. Exactly. Well, and so they pretty much – Especially like in the once you get to the Elite Eight, even though Xavier's like an eleven team, you expect that to be like, well, it's going to be close because it's the Elite Eight and all that stuff. But Gonzaga just treated it like they were playing Xavier in the middle of December, and it was like, we know we're thirty points better than this team. Let's go, just go beat the shit out of them, and that's what they did. <laughs> um, and there's there's kind of a narrative going around that well, they didn't have to beat anybody, like they didn't they didn't have to beat the best teams in the tournament, and now they get South Carolina. But I you know I hate that. I hate that anytime because it's like it's not their fault that like Villanova didn't make the Final Four, and it's right. not their it's not their fault that Arizona couldn't finish out against Xavier. Like they just beat the teams that were in front of them. Well, and here's my argument: like 
the people that kind of make that argument are pretty much saying they want their final four to be all eight seeds. Yeah. Who had to beat a tough, who had to beat like beat the best teams, all possible. these top teams or a 16 possible. seed. Like if you're a one seed, you should have an easy path to the final four. Right, that's, that's what the, the whole bracket point. is set up and, as. And they played in their second game. They played a nine seed oh, or no, sorry. They played an eight seed, which is yeah. the, be- the best they could have played. And then, then in they the next game, four. they played a four, which is the best they could have played. And like, yeah, Arizona screwed up, so they got a yeah. they got an easier Elite Eight game, but they still, like I said, they beat the shit out of Xavier, so they they treated yeah. that like they should have. And now, yeah, South Carolina's beaten everybody, so they're gonna have what appears to be an easy Final Four game. But like, it's kind of like, I, and I know I just talked about how terrible this team was, but like last year when Syracuse made the Final Four, everybody was like, well, it's not fair. They only made it because uh, Michigan State lost to MTSU. Well, that's not their fault. Like. Yeah, that's that's Michigan State's fault. Don't, don't. Yeah, you beat the teams that are in front of you. Exactly. Like I don't care who you beat. You, they, you I remember because like people were like when the because uh, um, last year when the SC, or the ACC had like seven twenty sixteen or whatever it was, and everybody was like, well, they didn't really have to beat the best teams. They haven't beat a team seated higher than both. And I'm like, yeah, because they were really good. Like they shouldn't. Like you don't. Ha- if you're a high seed, like a one seed, you don't have to beat the top teams to get there. That's the whole point. The- the bottom line is when you're crowned champion at the end of this tournament, looking back in history, no one cares about the path that took you to get there. Yeah, exactly. No one talks about 2012 Kentucky having to beat Iowa State in the second round. You know, when they won the – you know, no one talks about who you beat. It's a matter of, oh, you won the championship? Well, That's amazing. And, like, nobody, so, nobody downgrades that 06 Florida team because they beat George Mason in the semis and then yeah. – um, and because Ohio State or who whoever they, who they played in the championship that first time was it UCLA or Ohio State? I think it was UCLA the first I think time. It was UCLA. And UCLA beat an LSU team that kind of sucked too. Like whatever they made the championship game. Like yeah, I don't know. It's just so stupid. And they're probably gonna have to play Carolina. So you know what? If they win the whole thing, they're gonna have to beat a really good team. Even yeah. if it's Oregon, like that's a really good team. That's just a dumb yeah. argument. And and like they haven't even had that easy of a <laughs> of a road to this point. The only thing you no, can really, I, the only thing you can really point to is Xavier, and Xavier was playing really good basketball. So stupid. No, people. You, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. I, I've, I, I think I'm kind of in the middle of the. I don't I, subscribe yeah. to the Gonzaga over like love, and I don't subscribe to the Gonzaga like they don't play anybody. You know, they've never played any. They never beat anybody ever. Don't play nobody. Type of argument. I think they're great. I've been won over by Gonzaga. Which we said during our selection little bracketology thing that I needed to see him do it before I believed him. Well, they've done it, and I the I worst thing, the worst thing to ever happen to them was that 2013 team getting a one seed, yeah, and losing how it did to Wichita because that put in people's minds of they're overrated because they don't play anybody and but they, they never, got a high seed. They never they lose. They never no, lose to lower seeds. I know, it's crazy. and that's the only time they one yeah. of the only times they've ever gotten upset. They so. always they like like the the Wiltshire team got a two seed, made it all the way to the elite eight, and then lost to the one seed. Okay, <laughs> like that's what's supposed yeah. to happen. Um, yeah. Last year they were like an eleven seed and made the Sweet Sixteen. They did the opposite. Um, this team's won me over though. Like um, like I was saying. And we'll get to this in a little bit. The Kentucky-Carolina game, it was clearly the best game of the tournament so far. Like, it was the mm-hmm. most exciting game. It was the best finish. But, like, I didn't feel like either of those teams played, like, perfect basketball. Like, Oh, no. That like game both, was crappy until, yeah, the, like there until were, the final Yeah, like, there were big stretches minutes. where, like, neither team was playing really well. So, even watching that game, I wasn't like, 
ooh, Carolina, like, nobody's going to be able to beat Carolina. I was like, okay, yeah. well, Kentucky didn't even play that well, and they almost beat Carolina. Um, yeah. Gonzaga, though, like, watching these two games this week, and I know they struggled in the, the first weekend against South Dakota State and Northwestern, but watching them beat West Virginia and Xavier, I did feel a little bit like, I don't know how anybody's going to beat this team. They look really good. Yeah. The only other team in the tournament that I kind of felt that way about was Kansas, but they lost to Oregon, which is the game we can move on to next. So Bill Self, Ethan, yeah. you know what's back? Bill Self can't what? win the big one. He's a choker, Ethan. <laughs> Man, they kind of dominated that game, like from start to finish. Oh yeah, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. It was. Clearly, it was kind of. They were clearly the better team. I think everybody kept waiting. You know, two minutes left in the first half. Like, oh, okay, Kansas is probably going to score like six points here and cut the deficit, and they're going to go on a run in the second half. They go in like down eleven in the second half, and I'm thinking. You know, even if Oregon plays really conservative basketball, which they ended up doing, it's going to be hard for Kansas to eliminate an 11-point deficit, and they couldn't. They, yeah. It was their worst shooting night of the season. Well, I think what really made it so shocking, Ethan, is nobody saw this coming from Oregon. Um, nobody has really talked them up all season long. There's no, not been anybody in their corner um, nope. Definitely nobody in the mainstream media, or even in like the uh, small local niche media, um, <laughs> of, of like two random dudes that that record a podcast in in their car. Um, definitely, definitely nobody that you know personally who was like really on nope. on the Oregon bandwagon for from like I January can't think of from like January on was just like, dude, Oregon's really good. They're clearly the best team in the Pac-12. Why won't anybody listen to me? I think they took that to heart, and that's why they're playing so well, because literally no one has ever believed in them. So yeah. The truth is, they got- <laughs> I said that all year long. I tried to tell you this. You just you wanted to toot your little UCLA horn because they beat Kentucky, and you wanted to make them look good. Um, <laughs> we don't need to go down that road again, but look, I, 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 t- I tried to tell you, man. I tried to tell you. Oregon's the real deal. That team is good. They have like four players, even without um, what's-his-face, the guy got hurt. Um, Chris Boucher. Yeah, Boucher. They have like four guys on that team that are like really good. Like that on any given night could be the best player on their team. So Dylan Brooks won the Pac-12 Player of the Year award for the yeah. conference. He's the third best player on that team right now. Yeah. Jordan Bell was amazing last night. Tyler Dorsey is – Tyler Dorsey, They're yeah. calling him Mr. March now. He's playing out of his mind seven straight games with 20-plus points. It's crazy. Yeah. Jordan Bell had – what was it? Eight blocks. Watching that game reminded me a lot of the uh, the 2012 Sweet 16 game with Louisville and Michigan State when when it was kind of like Gorgie's coming out party when he had like nine blocks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and just like Michigan State, just like they couldn't even go to the paint. Like there was nothing. Do you did you watch the game like as a whole? I watched most of it. Yeah. Did you like the the thing that stuck out with me was Devonte Graham goes into the lane after he shakes a couple guys and does a floater that falls like. 12 feet short of the basket because they were so worried about their shit getting stuffed by yeah. Jordan Bell. They wouldn't and go near him. Like he didn't he wasn't even like really close to that play, but just his impact, his like he got in their heads and oh, they yeah. they couldn't it affected their shooting I think even from the outside and that he totally disrupted that game. It was totally giving me Gorgie flashbacks. Like there were a lot yeah. of games like and I'm sure you remember seeing that with like Anthony Davis and stuff oh, yeah. like there are a lot of games where like Teams like five minutes into the game, teams were just like, "All right, we're we're not going to the paint because Gorgie or Anthony Davis, whoever it is, like they're just going to stuff us." So like, we just have to do something different, and that, I know. that's usually not a good sign if you have to do that early on. 
uh, and Kansas did that, man. Bill Self, they, I think he's lost like seven games as a one seed now, which is like, again, so it's crazy stupid. that he's been a one seed that many times. <laughs> like so stupid. Like, <laughs> like we joke about it, but like, okay, so he's lost seven times as a one seed. Like you people understand that unless you win the championship, you're going to lose as a one seed. <laughs> like only one one three out of four one seeds lose every year, no matter what happens. I think we look back at like teams that have won the tournament in the past, like a 2014 UConn or a 85 note Villanova or like these kind of underdog teams that have won the championship, and we're we say, you know. It can't be that hard to win a championship if these guys did it. And yeah. we we look at all these team these great teams that didn't meet that mark. Twenty fifteen Kentucky, twenty twelve Carolina, like all of these great twenty fourteen Florida. And it is so hard to win six straight games in this tournament. Like, I don't, it, like it's insanely hard. There's a reason why since the sixties no one's won like no coach has won besides Shashevsky like titles over a long period of time like this. It just, like, it, it amazes me. Like, I think people, like, really honestly struggle with the concept that only one team is going to win this thing. I know. Like, yeah, Bill Self has lost a lot as a one seed because everyone loses a lot. I know. And it should be impressive that he gets a one seed every year, not that he loses a lot as a one seed. You know who loses a lot as a one seed? Everyone who gets one seeds. Yeah. And not to make this about like turning on a Calipari thing, but that I hate that when people are like, Oh my gosh, he's been there eight years, he only has one championship. He's made the final four half of those seasons. Do you know how hard that is like to be that he's made six elite eights in eight years? Like, yes, we as fans, fans of Kansas, fans of Duke, we are like anybody, Louisville fans, we want these championships to show the pedigree of our program, but to base a coach off of losing it's just, seven times, like, it, it just, we just I, had, I, I'm a Bill Self believer. I, like, we just witnessed who, who else do you want? We just witnessed South Carolina and Gonzaga go to their first Final Four ever, and Oregon make their first one in 78 years. And you people are pissed off because Bill Self only goes like once every three years. Like, yeah. what do you what do you want? What do you want? Only one. Do team. you want Tom Crean? Do you want Tom <laughs> Crean heading your program? Yes. Be happy with Bill Self. Yes, I do. You know, only one team can win this thing. Like, I, I, I say that over and over again, and it sounds so simple, but people don't seem they to, don't comprehend to get it. it. Like, yeah, you're going to lose a lot. Everyone's going to lose a lot. I think me and you kind of went into this tournament saying, man, we could see like six or seven or even eight teams probably having a chance to hold, like, cut down the nets at the end. Yeah. But guess what? That means seven other teams weren't that we said probably could. So, like, that. And it's just, it's just people like. Well, it's worse for Kansas. It's worse for Kansas because they're always one of the best teams. They always look. look, Yeah, that's what Bill Self does. You're always going to be in it. You're always going to be one of the best teams in the country if Bill Self is your coach. Like, why can't you people see the value in that? (laughs) Like, if you said, "Hey, man, you're going to be a fan of a great program that's competing for a championship every year, but you're probably not going to win one a lot," wouldn't you take that over being a Duquesne fan? Or a, you know, a, like, or any other random shitty mid-major school that never has a hope of even making the tournament. Like, be happy with what you have. We all want championships, but that doesn't happen. There can only be one every season. Well, and it's like nobody wants to talk about the fact that you know Roy Williams hasn't won a championship since 2009. Yeah, and like that's okay. I'm saying, and that, that was eight years I'm ago. Say, I'm saying that's okay. That's fine. But like, 
it's only been one year longer since Bill Self won his. So why are we giving Roy Williams a pass? Yeah. But Bill Self, what Tom Izzo hasn't won a freaking championship since the year 2000, Ethan. Hey, don't talk about well, Mr. March. I was, don't I was, talk- you were seven years old the last time Tom Izzo won a championship, Ethan. And now you have a kid that's seven years old. Why can't, <laughs> why, but, but people give him a free pass for life because he's made a bunch of Final Fours. Well, yeah. But he's not winning when he gets there. Like, he's won as many as Bill Self has. So why yeah. why would you why, why would you call Bill Self, like, a bad coach or whatever? But, oh, Tom Izzo, and, oh, Tom Izzo gets a 10 seed every year and makes the Final Four. So somehow that makes him a better coach than Bill Self, who's a one, one or two seed literally every single year. It's interesting. And if I'm being honest with myself, I do kind of subscribe to this belief that in order to call yourself like an all-time great coach, you got to win two. And I think when you look at like uh, the Bill, Bill Self or Cal or Izzo, these guys that have won, there is something that we just you know because we see that how great these guys are. But well, looking at their place in history, like I think that's, maybe that's why we're kind yeah, of well, and that's saying, totally, look, that's totally fine, and I agree with you to like be in the upper echelon of coaches. Like you need to have that second one, but like Bill Self is fifty-four years old. Like he's oh yeah, young. he's so, yeah, he's gonna be coaching for a long time. I'm just saying maybe that's why people like because you know people aren't screaming like oh why doesn't Patino make a Final Four every year? Yeah, you know like I think it's that because you you've got you've got two. I don't know what it is about about that number, but even like at Florida, you know, which is you know anyway. Donovan made, you know, he won two, and after that, he kind of got a free pass for the, for the, you know, latter part of his career at that school. So, well, that's, I, I mean, don't know. That's mostly because he dominated that conference, and they're the class of the SEC. But no one, like, no one wants to call Tom Izzo, like, because he just because he makes because if you make unexpected Final Fours, it's it gives you a free pass. Like that's yeah. it. That's all you gotta do. Don't make the Final well, Four when you're a one seed. Make it when you're like a ten seed. Yeah. And then everyone will make love it you. when you're Shaka Smart and people will think you're the greatest coach ever because right. you like, took a bunch of misfits. Like, nobody versus... wants to talk about the fact that Shaka Smart like hasn't won a tournament game since that Final Four. Yeah, but and he's lost and he lost nineteen games at Texas. Yeah, and now year. they want to give him the Georgetown job. Like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, Bill Self, he he's terrible. Let's get rid of this guy. It's just so stupid. That's what I'm saying. It's like people want people want you to dominate a regular season, end up getting screwed as an eight seed so they can bitch about underseeding, then beat every best team you could possibly beat in the tournament and win the championship every single year in order to validate how good of a program and a coach you are. Look, because I think, it there's I think, so many ugh. I think the, I think the realization that people just need to come to, Ethan, is that we we can't all be Brad Stevens. And <laughs> shout out to Brad Stevens. You know he they can't all be the best. So um, hey, he's gonna take that Indiana job though, right? Well, well, we'll get to that later, Ethan. Right? Uh, so Ooh. finally, Ethan, um, let let's talk a little bit about about the game of the day. Yeah. Um, do you want do you want to take a minute? Do you want to take a minute to to kind of work I'm good. yourself up? You you uh you give your recap and I'll I'll just throw in some color on it. So. Uh, yeah, final Elite Eight game of the weekend. Kentucky Kentucky <laughs> Wildcats played North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. Um, game of the tournament so far. Dude, it was amazing. I mean, I, before this, I would have said that Wisconsin-Florida game, which we didn't really yeah. talk about because it happened in the Sweet 16. Um, but that one went into overtime, had a couple buzzer beaters, all that stuff. 
Um, but this this lived up to the hype. So often we have like these rematches or whatever, and we're like, oh, it's going to be amazing, and then it's never... I mean, like, for example, the Kentucky-UCLA game, which really wasn't that exciting. No, After UK re- kind of dominated yeah. the whole game, it, even though they only won by 11. Yeah, the Kentucky-UCLA game was, like, the one of the best regular season games all year, and we were so... Ex- it was, like, the most hyped Sweet 16 game ever, and then it was kind of boring. Kentucky was yeah. clearly better. Like, UCLA kind of seemed like they didn't really care that much. Um, yeah. Totally a letdown. And the, but the Carolina game, it did not let down. Totally lived up to expectations. What was the final score? 75-73? What? Yeah, 75-73. Yeah. Which lo- a lot lower scoring than the regular season game was, but still pretty amazing. Um, well, the final score like of the two games combined ended up being 176 to 175. Like These two teams battled it out. It, it's so crazy that both games ended up going down the last second shots. If you think about it, that rarely happens like that between two like teams as matched, uh, you know, that match up as well as these two do. Um, first half was rough. Um, it kind of, I think it threw the whole game kind of off its, this wasn't the game we expected. The ending was the ending we deserved, but this game, I don't think this game Whoa, was, you were getting deep right now and I love it. But I don't. I just don't think this. Like we look at it fondly because of how amazing the last four minutes of the game were. But in all reality, this was a uh, a slugfest. It was a foul fest on both sides. Both teams battled foul trouble for most of the game. Um, it threw both kind of like I don't even know who. I think Justin Jackson led the scoring, and he only had 17 points. Like he he really didn't have a dominant game. There wasn't that Malik Monk, Justin Jackson offensive outburst from the first game which I didn't think was going to happen anyway because both defenses kind of locked it down. Well, both um, both defenses have gotten a lot better since that match. Yes, yeah. Which, I mean, um, that's what happens. I mean, even the Kentucky-UCLA game, like both of those defenses oh, were yeah. much better. Yeah. Kentucky's got a lot better than UCLA's did, obviously, but um, yeah, man. This um, game was won for me by UNC's big men. I mean, we, we just did not have um, anybody to battle on the offensive boards. They had... They had a ton of put. I don't have the stats in front of me, but they they really cleaned up on the glass. A lot of their um, points in that ten zero run ended up um, coming down in the paint. Um, they had uh, Luke May had a couple. I think he had a couple uh, and ones. Um, and you know when we pulled up ahead, of, like five ahead around that four minute mark. I was I was happy with where we were at, but I was nervous about when that TV timeout was because we were on such a roll, and then the momentum flipped, and you know it. But it was a great ending. I mean, just to even be in the position to lose on a game winner after being down six in the final minute, I'll take that. I mean, yeah, the craziest thing like that whole final exchange happened in 14 seconds. Like when you go back well, and, and watch texted, it, it's it's insane yeah. that that much happened in 14 seconds. Like. He misses the free throw. Kentucky drives all the way down. They basically they run the Mario Chalmers play. That's exactly yeah, what it was. I know. Malik Monk hits the three. That takes like exactly seven seconds. So there's seven seconds left for Carolina, who comes down and kind of runs a closer to the basket version of the Chris Jenkins play. And yeah. and Luke May hits that jumper to win with basically no time left on the clock. Yeah, uh, I texted just, you that I still couldn't really comprehend the last minute of the game. Like I'm probably going to have to go back as much as painful it's going to be just to remember kind of the shots we hit because De'Aaron Fox hit a corner three. Monk hit a three before that three that cut it to three. Yeah. Like there there was 
or I think cut it to one, and then Carolina went down and made free throws. Um, but it was it was crazy. Uh, Monk had a pretty awful game um, before those two big threes at the end. He had four fouls. He, yeah. Uh, he he got beat a lot on defense. Well, until those um, until those two late threes, he hadn't scored in the entire second half. Yeah, I mean, if he's um, not scoring it, it, I mean, I know they have won without him scoring, but against yeah. playing a team like Carolina, we it's needed really them hard to, to win. If him he's and not Fox scoring. both, uh, I think they only combined for twenty five of this game. Yeah, and, and Fox, they combined for sixty against UCLA. Yeah, so that's yeah. Fox. Barely, if you would have said, Fox "Hey, they're all going to score," yeah. yeah, Fox barely played in the first half. Um, and uh, I don't know I, how many. I would love to know how many points they combined for in the first UNC game. Like uh, uh, seventy five, I think. Right, exactly. So it's like, I mean, yeah, that's a big drop off. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you look at that and the fact that Kentucky was only lost by two points is kind of incredible. Um, Isaac Humphreys had his best game of his career. Uh, crazy minutes, looking like Josh Harrelson out there coming out of nowhere. Oh boy, here um, we go, Josh Harrelson, getting a Josh um, Harrelson reference on this podcast. Here, I'm going to miss the shit out of Dom Hawkins. I love that guy. Well, here, he here's gave us my, uh, four great years. Here's my it's question just, for you. Yeah. And the question ahead. we always have to ask at every Kentucky season. Um, well, we know Hawkins and, and Willis are seniors. Who have we seen the last of in, in a UK uniform? Um, so and Hawkins, Fox. Willis, and, Mike, and Michael Mulder That's true. are He's the a senior three too. seniors on this team. So they're gone. Um, Monk, Fox, and Bam are all gone. And I don't see how any of those guys stay. Briscoe's gone. He shouldn't, but he thinks he's a NBA player, so he's gonna go get paid. Um, he posts on Instagram all the time. Last year, being broke, so yeah. we yeah. know that he's sure thinking are, about uh, about like playing for some D League team or Euro League team just to not be poor anymore. So that's seven guys right there. That's a lot of players to lose. I, know. Now, I mean, I and know pr- it's Kentucky. They're gonna have an amazing recruiting class come in next year, but that is a lot of guys to lose. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it's. It's our seven top players. I yeah. mean, the thing that's the thing that's worrisome about that team next year is that they're not going to have a Hawkins and Willis. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I so, mean, that's why it would be huge. And I, I am by no means a huge fan of this guy, but it would be a big deal if Briscoe came back. Like that would be I think, really helpful. I for think you guys. it would be amazing if he came back. Um, Humphreys needs to stay. There was rumblings that he was thinking about transferring. I know one game is not everything, but hopefully this game kind of puts it into his mind that he can succeed here um, because I think he, he? he's a sophomore right now. Okay. So he'll be a junior next season. Um, he's going to Gonzaga, baby. <laughs> he's an Aussie, so he'll probably go to St. Mary's. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but we've got a We've got a good, rec- this is, you know, the life as being a Kentucky fan. It just yeah. is in the Cal yeah. era, which I'm not going to complain about because of how much success we've had. So, well, it's it interesting is you it is. say that Ethan, cause you know, Cal, so he's been here for like, I don't know, 100 years or whatever it is. But so that first team they made it to the lead eight, that was a little bit of a bummer. And then the next four times they went to the tournament, so excluding the NIT year, which was kind of an outlier, the next four times they went to the tournament, they went to the Final Four. Okay? Yep. Since then, Ethan, two straight years, no Final Four. Is it time to start looking elsewhere? Do we have, do we have a Bill Self Part 2 on our hands is what I'm asking you. Is it time? Is Calipari? Is he back to not being back? The only coach I would want us to get rid of Cal for is Tom Crean, and I don't think Crean can live Ethan, up to the pressure. Ethan, I've got good. I've got great news for you. You're gonna freak out <laughs> when I tell you this. Tom Crean is very much available. 
<laughs> Maybe he can come on staff. We can groom him. Will Brad Stevens take the Kentucky job? That's the that's the question on the table right now. <laughs> they well, I tell you what, Indiana didn't hire Greg Marshall, so maybe you bring, maybe reconciliation project. You bring Greg Marshall and Mrs. Marshall into Lexington. Oh, I think that might lead to a divorce on their part. I don't think she would come. I don't Ooh. think she would come to Lexington. Ooh, even better. Even I've got the best. Okay, so we're gonna fire Calipari. That's we're done with that. That's our. That's obvious. We're bringing in Steve Alford. With, <laughs> with with Steve Alford comes the Ball family. We're bringing the, ball the Balls family. with us. Yeah. So now KSR, they're gonna get. They're actually gonna be able to talk to Lavar Ball and be able to report on him. They aren't gonna have to make stuff up anymore. This is huge. Are you gonna become a Kentucky fan when that happens? Because we both know how much you love Lavar Ball. I uh, no. It's not that I love Lavar Ball, Ethan. It's that I hate fake news. It's it's sad, Ethan. <laughs> Fake news. You got sad. people people like KSR out there, but just you know, just making stuff up willy nilly. You know, it's respect the biz, guys. It's ridiculous. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Calipari. He. I, I don't have anything else to say uh, on the UK UNC game other than uh, you texted me this last night, and it 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 rings even more true today. Elite eight losses are maybe really, the toughest losses yeah, it's because a really crappy you can't round to losing. You can't enjoy the Sweet 16 win that was mostly most of the time over a good team, and you're you're short of the Final Four. It's it, it is a tough pill to swallow. You have you, and, have you have no time to enjoy that Sweet 16. It's it's so quick. But as a fan, and I told you this before the tournament, when the bracket came out, and even before the bracket came out, I would have been happy if you said this team made an Elite Eight, and I'm proud of the way this team like improved throughout the year. We had that rough uh-huh. stretch in the winter and uh-huh. we closed out winning 14 straight before we lost today. So, uh-huh. Hey, you know, I love my cats. Uh-huh. We'll be back next year. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, no, they did good. They made the lead eight. That's good. So Ethan, our final four, we have South Carolina, we have Gonzaga, we have Oregon and we have the North Carolina Tar Heels, Gonzaga versus South Carolina, Oregon versus UNC. I think I read, 657 people on ESPN picked that Final Four, which was yeah. 0.003%. I just want to meet like one of those people that put South Carolina in the Final Four. I, I, just... bet, I, I bet I can guess what state they all live in. South Carolina. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Um, okay, Ethan, who you got? South Carolina and Gonzaga. Uh, give me the Zags. They're going to make their first title game. Uh, Oregon and UNC. Uh, I'm going UNC. I mean, like, Oregon played great, but I don't see how they match up down low. Like, Jordan Bell is amazing, but Kansas was the perfect team for them to play because Landon Lucas was their only post player all year. Carolina is going to throw four big guys at them. Um, three big guys, I'm sorry, in Bradley Meeks and Isaiah Hicks and – I don't know, man. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. Thank you for apologizing. Uh, that was actually a, a quick question, a trick question, because I know you would never, ever, ever pick against a team that beat Kentucky. You you love those teams that beat Kentucky. Um, I, <laughs> That's not true. F Wisconsin. I'm going Oregon, baby. I'm taking. You know, Ethan, the West Coast is here. They're they're not back because they were never West here. Coast, best coast. West Coast, best coast. I, you know what? Screw it. I'm saying it, Ethan. West Coast, best coast is back. They're back, nice, back in man. a big way. And the Final Four is in Phoenix this year, which I actually think is a big deal. 
Um, that's big for Gonzaga, at least. I'm taking Gonzaga and Oregon, and I'm taking Gonzaga to win the championship. Okay, I'm going to take Carolina to win it all, even though I'll be rooting hard for Gonzaga because you know no, I you can't won't. have a team. No, you won't. You know, I can't wait to see how like the the mental gymnastics you have to do when Gonzaga wins the championship. It's going to like you're not even going to know what to do. Okay, I'm kind of surprised you are like surprised that I'm taking this opinion because I can't have a team that is close to Kentucky and championships gaining on them. That's so, a good point. That's a really good point. I, like I how, want teams that have never won one to win. How hard. Okay. <laughs> the hardest thing about today's game for you was not the buzzer beater or not any of that stuff. It was that Carolina got their 20th final four before Kentucky did. That was yeah, the hardest no. part of it. Cause we've made the most elite eights and they've made the most final fours. It's wow. You know what? like, you sounds like Kentucky is the bill self of basketball programs. They're so really, really good at getting lost, the elite eight. We've lost in the Elite Eight or later 29 times as a program. I think the, the stat that got tweeted out by a UK guy. Nine times, uh, nine of those 29 losses, we have lost by less than two points or in overtime. Ugh, heartbreaking. How many, fi- how many Final Fours has Kentucky been to? Oh, are they second or is it Duke? Yeah, I think we're second. Let me check real quick. Um. Yeah, I, I do know that that stuff intimidates you. Um, you have a you have a really bad complex, but I also know that um, you really get up for that blue blood crap. Like that stuff. Gets I do you, not. I don't stuff, know. Just because I wrote one article going. about it this season, that stuff, you that just... stuff gets you going. No, people. The people at home don't realize how badly Ethan wanted Kentucky to be the blue blood savior of this Final Four um, with all these. These, these these other teams they don't even wear blue, Ethan. It's it's a travesty. You got South Carolina and Gonzaga in their first ever ever Final Four. Oregon they haven't made one in like a thousand years. Oh man, you wanted it so bad. You wanted not even because you wanted Kentucky like you're the team you rooted for to keep playing. You just wanted to be like we are the champion of the blue bloods. Anyways, if Ethan had it, if Ethan had it his way, oh my god, if Ethan had it his way, every Final Four every year. I said this to you last night. Every Final Four every year would be Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, and Kansas. That's like Ethan's dream. Kevin's dream is complete and utter chaos because <laughs> he cannot stand anything like like any best team winning. That's why he <laughs> hates the Golden State Warriors. That's why he hates ev- any, everything good about sports. So, uh, quick, quick uh, – uh, d- we are second. We have one more Final Four than Duke does. Okay. We have okay. 17. They have 16. Okay, okay. Those those blue buds, baby. Those blue bloods. Where's Kansas? Have they ever made a Final Four? Not since Bill Self got there, at least. (laughs) They've got 12. I just looked that up. I know Louisville has 10. But Tom Izzo's got to have at least 30. Where's he on that list? Tom Izzo. They love yeah, Tom he's, Izzo. I think he's. He, I think he's been in the Final Four every year of his life. Does he have his own category? Like it's it lists like all schools, and then it just says Tom Izzo. <laughs> like four or whatever stupid number it is. I hate Tom Izzo. I hate Michigan State. Um, they've got nine, and he's got uh, seven of they've them. They've only been to the Final Four nine times. I'm legitimately surprised by that. They've that only was... won it twice. Oh, I knew that. I don't know if you know yeah. this, Ethan. People forget this, but they haven't won the championship since the year 2000. Yeah. Mateen Cleaves was on that team, and Mateen Cleaves is old as shit. Shout out to Mateen Cleaves. I don't remember anybody else on that team. Um, Morris Peterson, Ethan. Come on. Mo Pete. Mo Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot about that. Um, they That was the year after Zach Randolph left mm-hmm. fun fact 
Um, but uh, shout out to our Michigan State fans for that little uh, tidbit into your all history. So yeah, you guys suck. I'm glad you all lost. In the <laughs> glad they lost. Um, um, so so you're taking you're taking the Zags. I will be taking Carolina, but I, I want I'm going to be rooting for the Zags. Do you I, have I anything will say, else? I, I'm rooting for Gonzaga. I want them to win it all. Um, I, I'd be okay with Oregon won it all though, because then I would really get to like pump my chest and really get to say <laughs> I told you so. I will say this. Yeah, but what though. was in your bracket, though? <laughs> oh, I had them losing really early. Because <laughs> they were, it, you know, that was just the basketball gods, like, messing with me. Because they put them in Louisville's bracket after I'd talked them up for, like, months straight. And they were like, oh, really? You believe in Oregon? Prove it. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, I, I will say, and I think we've made it clear on this podcast, Ethan, that we think conference pride is really stupid, especially in the tournament. It doesn't make any sense if... If you go to the tournament and you're just rooting for your conference, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I know. Um, it makes no sense. But I will say this for all of our listeners, a little peek behind the curtain. Um, Ethan was basking in the SEC glory this weekend. He really ate it up. Every like that, All the jokes that we made about the Big Ten last week, Ethan was actually living that out these past couple days with the SEC. Um, so I will say... As a fan of an SC, of an ACC school who has had to listen for a week now of people talk about how there's only one ACC school left, they suck, they're terrible, it would be pretty hilarious if an ACC team wins the championship. So it wouldn't be the worst thing on earth if Carolina wins it. Also, um, I don't know if you know this, but it would bring them one championship closer to Kentucky, and I know that stuff frightens you. So, uh, Like I already said. Yeah, I don't want that how, to happen. How so. many How many does, does Carolina have? They have like six. Five. They five. and Duke have five each. They both have five? Oh, ooh, that's a big deal for like that rivalry. Mm-hmm. For them to pull back ahead. That's interesting. Yeah, that's juicy. That's juicy, Ethan. Um, juicy. Oh, gross. <laughs> what the heck was that? Um, I'm definitely rooting for Gonzaga, though. I know that that, yeah. I know that that also frightens you, like somebody new coming up in the game and like doing well, but I hope that they win. I love how Kevin spent the last hour just telling me what I think about sports and not me <laughs> Ethan, telling the people what Ethan, I think Ethan, about sports. Ethan, baby, I haven't spent the last hour doing that. I've spent the last ten years doing that. Let's 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 tell the that's people true. let's tell the people the truth here. That's that's, that's the true. whole basis of our friendship. Is I tell <laughs> I tell you what you're thinking. You don't tell me Ex- what you're thinking. Exactly. Um. All right. Well, this, this real is probably, quick. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh oh. Hey, do you want to talk yeah. about uh, Archie Miller? Yes, that's what I was going to bring yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Indiana has a coach now. We we broke the news last week. I think we were the first news outlet to talk about Tom Crean getting fired. Um, and I told you, once again, I was right. I'm right about everything. I told you that Archie <laughs> Miller was who they would hire. And sure enough, that's who they hired. I love that hire for them. I mean, I hate that Indiana did it because, like, I don't want them to be good. But yeah, I just think that was a great hire. I think that was he was the obvious candidate to me. Indiana also has five titles. I forgot off that list. They all, them, Carolina, and Duke, I think, are all tied. That is um, true. Do, do we think that this brings Indiana back to old glory days? I mean, that's tough to say. I mean, it's still a great job. Like, I don't like the people who are like, is Indiana even a great job anymore? Like, yeah, it is. Like, there's a ton of money in that program. They've got the history and stuff, like, and the boosters. Like, like if you if Indiana can still succeed. Like I just think that, and they're in the Big Ten. It's not like they're like stuck in a bad conference. It's not like it's not like when yeah. Lu- when Louisville, like Louisville, was one of the best schools in the country in the '80s, and then like in the '90s they really fell off, 
and they were stuck in the Conference USA, and there was, like, real concern of, like, can Louisville ever come back? Will Louisville ever be the same again? You're kind of, to some extent, like, that's kind of the current concern right now of Connecticut is, like, will they ever be able to bounce oh, back? Oh, I agree. Unless I they agree. get into a better conference. But, like, and because Kevin Allen's not a good coach. Well, but, that yeah, um, that too. But, like, I mean, Indiana is in the Big Ten. They're, they they won the Big Ten last year. Last year. year. <laughs> like, people... Well, that's what I'm saying. So, Tom Crean has gotten this team to – a number one seed in the tournament. Um, yeah. He had high draft picks yeah. throughout his time yeah. at, at the school. He, so he had NBA well. talent. Like, he got good players. So, so he had NBA talent, but he didn't have the tournament success. He he just didn't. He made one Sweet 16 or, or two Sweet 16s, I think. Uh, I think two. Yeah, because they beat you guys last year to go to the Sweet 16. And then the, yeah. the 2013 team, that was actually really good. Well, but then like, three because we beat them in the Sweet, oh, six, yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet 16 right. in 2012. Right. So, so. He, I mean, he made three So never made an elite date, though. Never yeah, made and, an that, and, and that's fair. I mean, nine years, you expect him to at least get... And he's a total goober who and he's a, looks he's like a, a he's complete a, nerd. A, so. a big old goofball. That's a good point. He is, he is a goofy guy. But did you know, Ethan, that in his nine years at Indiana, he won more outright Big Ten titles than Tom Izzo? Yes, I've heard that stat thrown around a million times, but guess what people at Indiana care about, man? Care about titles. They care about titles, and guess what <laughs> Guess what? Tom Crean had the same amount as Tom Izzo as in the last nine years? National titles. <laughs> zero. So I'm just saying, Tom Izzo sucks. But listen... I like the Archie Miller hire. I'm not ready to like crown Indiana and be like they're back, baby. You know what? Yeah. Actually, there's nothing I like more than declaring people are back. So, I was about to say you you are the king of hyperbole. Yeah, so. I take that back. Indiana's back. The Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten is back now. Okay, so they were back when they made the sweet. They got all these teams in the Sweet 16, and then they were definitely not back when all those teams immediately lost. But now they've got Archie Miller. Indiana is a powerhouse again. They're a blue blood. Indiana's back, baby. The Big Ten is back. I, oh, my God. I really – I didn't play – when we started recording tonight, I did not think this was going to end with the Big Ten being back. But I don't think we can deny it anymore. Big Ten back part two. That's going to be the name of the episode. Uh, yeah, that's it. This is Big Big Ten is back part two. Wow. I think, so, we have, I think we have to end on that note, right? Well, real quick, I just want to say I think that Archie is going to get Indiana to uh, perennial top 25 status. Yeah. Like – yeah. And he's not going to have any of these weird, wonky seasons in between with Kareen. I know he had injuries this year, but still. Um, I think he's going to be a successor, but I still don't know if this is a national title-level winning job. You Because I, I don't know how Archie's – I don't know how no. good of a recruiter he is. It's, so. it's not a national title job because, again, they are in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten doesn't win national titles. So That's true. But how long do you think it takes Archie to make the Final Four? Assuming he does. Let's assume that he does. Oh, gosh. Okay, so saying he does. He's got a seven. Let's say this. He's got a seven-year contract. Does he make the Final Four during the length of that contract? I will I will bet no. You know what? I'll say yes. I'll, okay. I'll get on his. I will I will say no, look, but look, I think if, he will make Elite Eights. If, if it only takes Frank Martin five years to get South Carolina to the Final Four, then I believe in Indiana. Don't baby. you dare talk bad about Frank Martin. <laughs> that man will steal your soul. You know what, Ethan? He's won me. He's won me over too. I Dude, said, I, I love. I Frank said Martin. on this podcast last week that I've never liked Frank Martin, but he seems like a he seems like a big old sweetheart. He really does. Dude, he's awesome. He's got yeah. that. He's got that tough exterior, but oh yeah. When you get down to it, man, he seems like a. That's sweetheart. a stick, man. That's a stick. And it then is. he talks to the little kid reporters, and we all go gaga. Yeah. Do you want to 
about the people who were like, that insults, <laughs> respect the biz, man. That insults I the hate, game. I hate sports writers. They're, They're the, the worst. worst. They're the worst. Did you did you hear on part of my take about that guy who was like, we need to ban office pools for the bracket because it like, yeah. <laughs> like get it promotes get gambling. Yeah, and it like <laughs> so it he makes, has no friends in his office. It that makes people to talk feel it makes people feel left out and it hurts their feelings. You you just don't have any friends. You, you it just hurts your feelings because you actually don't have friends. Oh, oh my loser. gosh! Sports People writers are, are sports writers are the biggest losers on earth. That's why Northwestern's also the worst. Um, okay, well, <laughs> but even, hey, if any sports writers are listening to our podcast, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> absolutely, well, I'll interview anyone any day, any week. Um, Ethan, <laughs> I think it's time to sign off. We've got our final four. The Big Ten is back against all odds. I can't believe I can't believe we found a way to bring the Big Ten back tonight. Um, but you heard Congrats it. Congrats to you, man! You did it. Yeah, well, you heard it here first. They're officially back. Uh, I'm excited for next season of college basketball because, as we talked about last year, who, who really cares about the Final Four once you get there? Yeah. It's all about finding out what teams are going to make it, and then who cares? Exactly. So, no one even watches the title game. Um, so go, go Zags. That scares Ethan, but so does UNC. Um, there's really no – well, plus if South Carolina wins, that scares you because now – now Kentucky, not only are they not only are they not the last team to win a title in their home state, they're not even the last team in their conference to win a title if South Carolina wins it. So I know that that reality is terrifying to you. So go Oregon. Yeah, That's I guess you're I guess you're an Oregon fan. I guess so. My only option. Man, okay, okay, because Oregon has won it before, so it's not as outlandish as Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ethan is rooting for for you went through an Oregon phase like in high school where you were like really oh, into yeah. Oregon football. So. Oh yeah. Um, shout out to Willie Taggart. Shout out to Chip Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love Chip Kelly. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Well, I think we, I think we've done enough, Ethan. Final four. Yep. here. Go, go Zags. That's it. Thanks for helping me work through my pain, listeners. Yeah. One last chance, Ethan. Most people, I, most people have probably stopped listening by now. If you want to say anything about like Luke May or Boy Williams, you want to daggum it or anything like that, now is the chance to do it. Okay. Um, the only thing bad about Luke May is his beard. Done. You got him. You got him good. I bet you feel better now. I do. All right. Well, hey, let's, great. let's sign off. Bye bye, guys. See Ethan. you guys. We'll see you next week in the final four. Bye bye. Bye.